It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 483 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, May 26th, March 26th. It's not May, you idiot. March 26th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review to all the Locked On Podcast Network shows that you dig and that you want to support. It's the best way to show your support and make sure we're getting more visibility and more higher spots in the rankings and all that good stuff. Also, do it on all the podcast apps you, you use, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and also Himalaya, which is a new podcast app that we have a partnership with at the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's very good for curating your own playlist and kind of making a personalized podcast experience. So make sure you're downloading Himalaya and listening to the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Raptors there as well. All right. On today's show, I'm joined for... I think what's become my favorite type of episode uh, by Katie Heindel for an episode where we just talk about a thing that's weird. This is my favorite kind. What's up? Hi. Yeah, it's my favorite (laughs) kind, too. It's the kind that you also invite me on for most frequently. Yes. uh, I I mean, no one does weird quite like you. I feel like it's it's like my and our co-brand now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I won't claim to be quite as in touch with the weirdness of the NBA as you are, but uh, I will definitely hitch <laughs> my you. wagon to your coattails and ride through it with you. Um, the thing we're talking about today, I think for the fourth or fifth time we've done it, is an episode of How Hungry Are You? We've been waiting for so long for a new episode to drop ever since the Danny Green, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Lots of Snakes episode of How Hungry Are You? That was pretty good little tame in terms of the food Serge was making. It was a pig's head, and Jonas was like, yeah, I eat that shit all the time. So it wasn't like, there's no shock value to it, really. Uh, But he's got a new episode out, and he's got four episodes coming up, apparently, in the next little while here before the playoffs, including today's episode with Mark Gasol and also Pau Gasol, who ended up just, like, inviting himself, apparently. Or or Mark invited him without telling Serge. Or maybe Serge was in on it the entire time. We could discuss. Um, But... If you haven't watched the video, pause the podcast now, go to Serge Ibaka's YouTube, watch the episode, because it's going to be kind of necessary to understanding the podcast. We'll play some clips and stuff throughout it, but uh, you know how this works at this point. Katie, what were your thoughts on the long-awaited return? I guess this is season two now of How Hungry Are You? Anticlimactic. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I guess I when there's snakes just, in one, just, like you just got you're expecting yeah. wild animals in all of them now. I guess. No, not so much that. <laughs> though I did really like the snakes, but I, we waited for so long, and this one was like teased for a long time and like really hyped up, and we knew that like the production value was gonna get a bit slicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It seems like his whole house got remodeled, <laughs> so there's a lot riding on this one. But you know, a bit anticlimactic for me. Yeah, I would agree. the The food choice, which we'll get to, was a little more. T- it was along the line of the of the of the pig's head, and not you know similar uh-huh. to the uh, the worms he cooked for Demar Derozan or the lamb brain he cooked for the bench mob. Uh, I feel like he's maybe lost a bit of his edge, or maybe he's just cooked all of the gross things and is now resorting to like more regular stuff. I don't know. But um, in this episode, he cooks for the Gasol brothers cowheart, which I don't think I've had before. Actually, I, one time in like grade six, we dissected a cowheart in class. That was cool. Um, looked way less appetizing than what Serge made. Um, but yeah, I've never had cowart before, but it, like, it seems like a thing that I would have no problem eating. It looks pretty tasty. Uh, Marcus Saul says in the course of the episode that it's a lot like liver, um, and I'll mess with some liver. I got nothing wrong with that. 
so we'll get to the the cook the food preparation process in the beginning. But I guess we should talk. You mentioned the improved production value, and I think I'm not sure if Yahoo is involved with it or not, or is it just our friend Alex Wong who got to do some scripting and stuff like that. Like, there's definitely an uptick in the production value of it. There's definitely someone with a keen eye for editing and sequencing who is in charge of sort of putting it all together. And Alex is there, I think, kind of adding some of the, the levity and some of the sort of narrative narrative structure to it, I guess, is what his role is there. Actually, I guess Alex was on Will Lou's podcast yeah. today, and you could probably listen to him talk about that, but uh, we're going to totally speculate before listening to that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I feel like... Uh, like I, I think definitely he's involved, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's like a silent investor. There's some money going into this now because yeah. they've obviously maybe fired their old cameraman. Lorenzo Brown, man. Been a rough year for him. Out of a job again. Um, <laughs> I think he's playing in China now, so he's probably doing okay. Got a job again. <laughs> but this, yeah, like it, the way it's so dramatic. The way that it starts, and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting because it was almost like open gym esque, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was also like unrelated completely to, <laughs> <laughs> and also completely staged. But I think like maybe it was that. Do you think that that was a way to tie this into like the last time we saw um, an app which had Jonas on it, and now Jonas is gone, and so you know naturally everybody's thinking about the trade deadline so we got to start with Serge assuring us he's not been traded but we now know for quite a while that he's still here yeah I mean the opening minute or so the, that you're referencing I do think it's probably some sort of way to tie together the Jonas episode and then Marcus Gasol being on this one and more so to like alarm people that Marcus Gasol is on the Raptors now that Serge has not been traded there is no mention of Jonas really he gets a little bit of a of airtime in the uh, in the brand new opening sequence, which is pretty cool looking, but uh, like the credit sequence that is, but we, he doesn't really talk about Jonas. He's like, oh, Jonas got traded. He doesn't really say that. He just kind of asks who they got, and it's Marcus All. So I do think it's more just setting up what's happening on the episode. But yeah, it's a very strange choice. We know what happened. It's been so long, and I guess I, I'm wondering if maybe the the episodes coming up in the future, if the intro will just kind of be based on whatever was going on in Serge's life at the time. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of sequence related to the fight with Marquise Chris, at, like if for the Kawhi episode or something like that. I would be very much on board with that. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely to ramp up the dramatic value of yeah. like a not... I guess it's supposed to be a dramatic show, but it hasn't been that <laughs> dramatic. I think it's a comedy. It's a comedy, and now the... Food, which was supposed to be the most dramatic thing, is is the least. Yeah, that's just it is a very uh, objectionable editorial change. I think I'm just I'm pausing now on the the look of his face when he asked when he asked who they got, and he's just like nodding with like very large eyes, like hell yeah, <laughs> and then it but goes into thing, the credit sequence. It is like so dark. Like yeah. Dark. I'm like not dark in feeling, but just like the recording of that. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's really like <laughs> high stakes. Anyway. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, yeah, so carrying on, we get the new credit sequence, which is very good, well done. Uh, again, someone who's professional is definitely taking care of this thing. Uh, this is the first I've gotten a look. We didn't do the Bismack Biombo episode, did we? No, we didn't yeah i don't know what the hell he made for bismack biombo but it looks uh terrifying it it might be like uh, it almost is it a tongue it might be a tongue although it looks a tongue for sure okay all right that makes sense then that's not that gross then but um it looks jarring but anyway the the sequence is nice i like it it looks good Chris Tucker's in there. We never ended up talking about that episode, but that was kind of a half-ass episode, I think. And we, we're here for the production value and the cooking. 
Um, I also like the new uh, like graphics and everything. It's, they're, they're pretty professionally done. And then we go straight into the kitchen. And uh, we have Serge pre- preparing the cow heart. Uh, thoughts on the food? This is the thing that I fixate on all the time when it comes to this show is the food preparation stuff. That's the thing. I like. I watch a lot of Food Network. I feel like I have a pretty good eye for this kind of thing. Uh, and I do feel like Serge has gotten better at the cooking show host aspect of the whole thing. Uh, what were your thoughts on his preparation of the cow heart? Yeah, I liked them showing like the high, the high kind of scenes and then the steps mm-hmm. and like the sped up sort of like when he's putting all the spices in. And yeah, the time it. lapse. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is cool. This looks like what we were complaining about before that we never got to see. <laughs> but then it just also it just kind of stops. Yeah. <laughs> because I think step three is it's just like cook it, but it's not like what like what temp. How long? <laughs> you don't know any of that stuff, so it's like I think there's like a little bit more tweaking to come, but I, I like what they've done. Yeah, we have him dressing the the hunk of cow heart he's got there. So step one, cut the fat, which good good stuff. Uh, that like that is very good sequencing. I like it a lot. I think it looks really good, and it makes the piece of meat he's working with look pretty appetizing when the finished product comes out. Uh, step two is marinate the heart, which he doesn't say with what which is a big problem for me. Like, there should be a little recipe card that he's going through on the side, as you would see on most of these cooking shows, um, where it's just, like, you know, a a lady who has a house in the Midwest making a a mac and cheese with a pie. Um, Like, having that sort of, like, how to do it on the side would be very handy here. He's just, he's holding the ingredients up to the camera, but you can't tell what they are. Um, I'm guessing one is like balsamic vinegar because it looks kind of like balsamic vinegar. And then he's got a couple spices he throws on there. I do appreciate, once again, leading into the idea that his secret ingredient is salt and pepper. (laughs) But this is like some specific salt. Yeah, I'm I'm getting to it here. I'm going to pull it up in a sec (laughs) to get the confirmation once he finally finishes. It's a very long time lapse. He spent a lot of time. Uh, okay, here we go. We got the, the secret ingredient. It's not complete without my favorite ingredient. Salt and pepper. And this salt is come from Lake Minnetonka. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> and pepper from Spain. And me from Congo. Original man. <laughs> and then just like the... The liveliness which with, with which he uses the salt and pepper really sort of sells that this is his favorite ingredient. Uh, he's like dancing while he's shaking the salt, which is pretty cool. I like it. I'm pretty concerned about cross-contamination here because I, I think he's using he both never, of his yeah, hands. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Every time he, he, he added something. Because he never wipes his hands. Like he never, yeah. you know. He's just going into all that. And I, that's why I assume he's got somebody side stage wiping down. Yeah. The bottles. Yeah, he's just got like a... They hired a Clorox wipe guy. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't Alex's job. Hopefully Alex's job was a little bit more dignified than that. Um, But that's so we would continue on. Sorry, go ahead. thrilled. I was thrilled as we continue to see his favorite garnish slash ingredient come back. Yeah, I have thoughts on this. Spring mix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ubiquitous spring mix. Spring mix and cherry tomatoes. And... Cherry tomatoes, my favorite. It's, yeah, that's what, two of the last three episodes? Did he make a side for the pig head, or was it just a pig head that he gave out? No, it was the pig head on some spring mix with cherry tomatoes. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I think the suggestion was it could be a side. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this is my biggest beef right now, is that... Is that Surge is very protein heavy in his cooking. He hasn't shown me a ton of versatility when it comes to the, you know, what he's able to make. It's just a lot of proteins. Uh, Also, I like the little note cooking tip. Use a wet cloth under your cutting board to avoid slips. (laughs) I enjoyed that. And I also think someone just told him. Yeah. (laughs) Why is it slipping so much? And then someone comes in. Actually, Lorenzo Brown is now the towel guy. Um, <laughs> if I had to keep him around for something, um, did do you use a cutting board like a cloth under your cut, or do you just have a cutting board that like sticks no, to the I counter? No, I don't have like such beautiful countertops. 
as Serge does. I think it's a problem when you have like beautiful marble or quartz <laughs> countertops. I don't have that, so my cutting boards usually they are same place. I have cutting boards that have like little grippy things that you put it down and then they don't slide at all because they're like rubber. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe Serge should I get one of those. I think but <laughs> maybe someone should get them one. Yeah. But this is the thing we need to like maybe become clear on because we're like is it a cooking show? And we critique it as such because we were like, it should have this, it should have this. And I agree, like, I want it to be a little bit more of a cooking show. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, but then the reason why he's making one dish is because it's still, like, the fear factor kind of shock value thing. True. That's so fair. I think it's now, like, straddling that line mm-hmm. of, like, what it wants to be. You know? Yeah, I almost wonder if maybe like the I shock know. and I don't awe. Know what it's gonna be. I, I wonder if maybe the shock and awe of the early episodes was maybe the way to sort of grab the attention, and then he can kind of now that people watch, he's got like three hundred and fifty thousand views on this thing. Like maybe now the people are roped in and are gonna tune in for every episode, and maybe as the guests become more the highlight because you've got Kawhi coming up, because you've got Kyle Lowry coming up as well, and who's the other one? There's someone else. Oh, Jeremy Lin's coming up too. So. Because you have all of those guests now, maybe they could be the driver. In particular, Jeremy Lin, who everyone likes on the internet, um, and Kawhi, who everyone's going to tune in just to see what he says. Um, I-, I wonder if maybe now is where he can kind of flex his culinary might a little bit and kind of refine and hone his skills to the point where he's not just making shocking proteins and is more... Uh, shocking proteins is a very strange thing to say, but he's but he's like branching out to make sides as well. Like, what what kind of sides would you like to see Serge maybe accompany uh, a lot of these things that he's cooked over the last few episodes with? I want to see some like complimentary sides, you mm-hmm. know, sides uh, maybe we're not familiar with as a pairing mm-hmm. for his um, freaky proteins. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, maybe some, like, you think he needs a starch in there for most of them. That could yeah. help, like... Like a nice root vegetable mash flavors. would have been really nice yeah, with, the, yeah. with the cow heart, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then, I mean, maybe just one side to start. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him um, put one of these ingredients into a more elaborate dish. Yeah, sort of do the chopped approach, right, where you're elevating the ingredient and not just cooking it as is. Yeah, because yeah. then the shock could be someone's eating it, and they're like, wow, this is so good. What's well, in it? Wow, this cordon bleu is so delicious. What's the the ham made out of? And then we find out the ham is something wild. Eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he used, like, I've never seen coconut oil. I guess I don't really cook with coconut oil. I just use olive oil typically. I have a different array of infused olive oils that I tend to use based on what I'm making, but... Um, he uses the coconut oil, but it's like solid that he puts in the pan to melt it down. A lot like butter, I guess, if you were to put butter in a pan. Um, but it looks what just like face cream. Very basic thing for you to say. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. I guess I cook with coconut oil and olive oil. I feel like sometimes you got to switch your oils up. Okay. I think he used coconut oil in this instance because it has a higher um, flash point, so you can have it at a higher heat for a longer time and it won't start to smoke and burn like olive oil will. That's a good point. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I cook a lot. I do cook a lot. I just had never really branched out to coconut oil, I guess. That, if that makes me basic, guilty, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> And it also it becomes hard in the wintertime mm-hmm. and I feel like that's always a nice sign of summer. Is when your coconut oil becomes liquid again. I think I'm gonna go get coconut oil. Uh, Try it out next time I go grocery shopping. But a little goes a long way. Okay. Less than olive oil. That's I'll tell you know. that much. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. It's our own cooking show. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, a cooking podcast. I wonder if that is ground that anyone's broken yet. Never. <laughs> no, and I hope they don't. <laughs> Just listen to the sound of this sizzle. That's the podcast. Uh, yeah, Serge does a good job of braising the, the cow heart as well. Uh, you get the good sequencing of that, which is nice. It looks like, oh, th- this this screenshot of him just, like, pouring the jus over top of the, uh, the cow heart is, is really appetizing. And then, yes, the spring mix comes out. The cherry tomatoes come out. Where do you think he gets his spring mix and cherry tomatoes? Is he getting, like, 
store bought stuff like oh, yeah. from the grocery he's store or is he going to markets to, like, the condo grocery store <laughs> the lawn goes so, underneath his building yeah yeah okay. yeah that's right. where he's that's where he's heading up where is he getting all the cow heart and stuff because that's not like a Longo's thing now he must have someone i bet he had someone before too who maybe sourced it for him right um because i feel like you're going to a specialty butcher mm-hmm. um you know you maybe he's got someone on the raptors staff Mm-hmm. That's fair. Running out to get that for him. He really does sell like the sniff that he like he like he throws on this plate when he puts the cowheart down and finishes the garnish. It like the he lifts up the plate and just like breathes it in. Let's maybe does he make a sound? Can't wait. Yeah, he just like that, that's just in his lungs now. He's just got beef in his lungs, and he's deep happy sniff. about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a deep beef sniff. All right, uh, we're gonna continue on breaking down this uh, thirteen-minute episode of How Hungry Are You, through which we are uh, three and a half minutes. So we'll, get, we'll come back to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell people about our sponsor for today, and that is Wise Cam. Wise is the indoor camera. That does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere in your home for only 20 bucks. 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision and two-way audio. You get it all with Wise. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products and make them accessible to everyone. Check on your home anytime with Wise's app. The Wise app's live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus. Uh, live stream with eight-time digital zoom as well. And it's fantastic for anything going on in your house. Whether you want to watch your kids destroying your house, you want to set up like a camera next to where your bird feeder is and just watch some birds, you can do all of that stuff and more and have total comfort in your home with WiseCam. And they have 14-day free rolling cloud storage with no subscriptions uh, to go back and, and store all those videos for you from inside your home. You want more? They got that too. For just $10 more, WiseCam Pan gives you 360 coverage in under 3 seconds. Life moves fast. Your camera should too. 110 degree per second rotation speed, 360 degree horizontal range, and a 93 degree vertical range. Patrol your room with Pan Scan. Set the camera's patrol route with up to 4 custom waypoints. WiseCam Pan automatically detects, tags, and tracks motion within its field of view. Keeping up with life in real time has never been so easy. And also, it works with Alexa. Free rolling 14 day cloud storage and all of the above features you will get with wise go to wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price that's wise.com w-y-z-e.com slash locked the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, let's move on in this uh, odyssey that is this episode of How Hungry Are You? We're now at the point where the Gasols show up. Mark walks in and is very coy and has Powell kind of hide lazily behind a wall and uh, makes uh, Serge guess who he brought with him and Serge guesses correctly. Do you think this was staged? Do you think Serge knew all along that Powell was coming or did Mark actually genuinely surprise him? I would say at first, I mean, I, I think he's like very convincing mm-hmm. his going through his guesses. Like, then he, and then, but then he seems just like extremely casual that it's Powell. Yeah. So I think he knew. I think he knew all along. <laughs> but I like the cinematic. Uh, I like his acting abilities, and I really like a coy, coy Mark Gasol. I gotta say. Yeah, that's true. And Pow just like creepily hiding behind, like looking at the Sneaky camera. Sneaky Pow's yeah. great too. Sneaky yeah. Pow. Uh, yeah. So Pow comes on in, and they sit down for their nice, delicious meal of cow heart were there any highlights of the conversation it's a pretty long conversation between the two uh, or i guess the three at serge's table do you are there any highlights for you that you'd like to fl- flesh out here i have to be honest they kind of lost me in this sequence that yeah. i felt like went on for too long because yeah. they started to talk about soccer i don't care yeah the soccer stuff was it wasn't really Some for anybody it was for them I only liked- 
I like them talking about, like, I like when they were showing clips. There's a good clip I never saw. Mark saw, like, uh, headbutt the basketball into the net. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um, very talented. <laughs> Hope he does that again for us. Yeah. But, uh, so I didn't really care about that part. I like when they were starting to talk about players that yep. they played with and they like. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, like, a very long, very long sequence. And then the food part, like, the unveiling... It's only like in the last two minutes of the whole thing, isn't it? It's just like talking, 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 and then it's like, okay, let's eat. And they're like, yeah, yeah no the, problem with this. Yeah, the conversation begins at about 4.45 or so and goes for a good six and a half minutes. Like, it is uh-huh. a long chat. <laughs> and I know we're throwing stones. I do like them chatting about their looks. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I like um, that too. The My way f- they describe each other's fashion yeah what was the what were the exact descriptions like Paolo was essentially like look at this slob compared to me right wasn't that kind of the the gist of it there he was like Paolo described himself as classical i think yes yes and <laughs> something like that and mark and was like i'm just like... i like to be comfy or something <laughs> yeah he's like i'm comfy but i think he meant us to be like cool <laughs> yeah i think i, I, I think i found the part i'm gonna Play it because it's a very strange conversation. Come on, this is fashion. Don't tell me this is fashion. Yeah, this is, this fashion. is something that just put together. I go yeah. around the house like that. Yeah, and I know Pao, 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 different styling. Yes. You're more casual business more, guy. More classical. So, who do you think are the best styling? Both you guys. I think at the end of the day, it's whatever Smart say, whatever you feel more comfortable with and yeah. happy with. So his style works well for him. It's more his personality. <laughs> this is more my style, more classical, more subtle. Uh, more elegant. So condescending. Oh, yeah, subtle and elegant. <laughs> more <I like> elegant. <laughs> He's one step away from saying more classy. Like <laughs> He's like Mark, you slob. Yeah, we essentially. All, we, you know what? We we saw them. We all saw them both on that boat in their fucking gym socks, <laughs> swimming. So don't lie to me, Gasols. <laughs> uh, and like I've kind of thought that since Gasol got to town when they show those like Instagram walk-in pictures like I've always thought Gasol looks pretty fresh like he had the jean jacket on a couple days ago he's usually got the very long jacket on when it's cold out um like I I don't think the criticism from Pau is necessarily fair yeah maybe it's like the looks he sees at at, like on him when he's at home I don't know like if they're going around together I'll say like Mark Gasol in the summer just like all bets are off He's just in, yeah. like, long soccer shorts and tank tops and flip-flops, if no shoes at all. Yeah. And Pau is always keeping it real, going to the vineyards, wearing, like, a linen, a loose linen shirt. So, you know, but also <laughs> Pau, it's just, like, he's the older brother. Yeah. I feel like he he's dressing more classical, elegant in his words. <laughs> it's fine. I enjoyed this detour, though. I like... Uh, I like this is a new genre that a show should get into, like NBA players talking about their own fashion yeah. in a casual way. I agree. Also, I think we should get more NBA players talking about their vegetable gardens. Yes. I was a big fan of that whole thing from Marcus Saul about, you know, Serge asked him, essentially, how'd you get less fat? And he was like, <laughs> I, I have a vegetable garden now. I need to be a good role model for my kids, I guess, and stop eating Popeyes at 2 a.m. No, wait, that's me. Um, but, uh, side note, I had Popeye's on Saturday night. I went in five minutes before closing and just said, give me all what, give me everything you have left. And they gave me, give me all what you have left. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably how I said it. Uh, they gave me four spicy chicken tenders because they didn't have five, but I ordered three and they gave me four. Um, they gave me a deep fried cherry pie, which was delicious. They gave me... Uh, an extra biscuit, and also gave me the rice and beans as well as mashed potatoes and gravy. And I ate it all when I got home, and it's the best fast food experience I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, I'm guessing that's how Marcus Saul ended up back on the pounds, going to school in Memphis, just like eating a lot of fried chicken and southern comfort food. Um, so I, I can relate now um, after my Popeye's excursion on Saturday, which I, I can't describe. I'm still thinking about it. It was so good. But anyway, back to the vegetables. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on Mark's... Free ad for Popeye's. <laughs> hey, they can st- send me money anytime or just pay me in rice and beans. I don't care. 
I want to see a nice rice and beans side from Surgeon one of these days. I think that would be good, too. Uh, anyway, back to vegetables. Thoughts on Marcus Saul's uh, vegetable garden? What do you think he grows in there? Like, how plump well, are the tomatoes? Because uh, two summers ago when I first started writing NBA Summer Vacation Watch, mm. he was in there. The big things for Mark that summer were he set up a home gym in his dusty garage <laughs> and he made a vegetable garden. Oh, he's talked about it in GQ before, apparently. Yeah, he loves this veggie garden. Okay. Um, I think from the picture from the picture I remember, he looked like he had some really dense leafy thing so i think he had different types of kale maybe some chard on the go um i mean he, he had a good uh growing season mm-hmm. i think better than he would have you know here obviously so is it, I feel like it's he, in spain right is that where his no i think he had, well i think maybe he's got one in spain but he also had one wherever he was living when he played for memphis okay um, and I, I mean, like, I hope he's got a nicer garage than that in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent you a picture of uh, him wearing the exact same outfit that you described him to be wearing in the summer. Uh, knee-length basketball shorts and a tank top with a very plump tomato that he's staring at. I just sent you it to you in the chat. People can, if, you okay. just, if people just search Mark Gasol Vegetable Garden, it's one of the first image, images that come up. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he looks pretty skinny in this pic. He does. But he's I guess that's just... because he's like here, he's tending to his tomatoes. So yeah. he's already, he's taking control of his fitness. Yes. Uh, there's also the Wall Street, uh, yeah, Wall Street Journal, when they wrote a piece on him, they uh, they did like a cartoon of him, which is very cool looking. Uh, he's got eggplant in there. It looks like a watermelon, a zucchini, and some limes, which is an interesting collection. Also, one of the watermelons looks like a basketball. It's a good cartoon. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like more. I'd like a show, maybe an offshoot of How Hungry Are You, of just Gasol taking people through his Gardening. vegetable garden and just like taking fresh bites out of plump tomatoes, the juice running down his hand. That's the kind of sequencing that I think Lorenzo Brown can really sort of capture. Um, mm-hmm. So I would like to see that. The, co- the conversation, again, continues for a long time after that. They talk about soccer for like a good three minutes. Just naming the most famous Spanish soccer players. It wasn't even like interesting soccer talk. It was just like, yeah, Iniesta. Am I right? Yeah, also, Puyol. Very good. Oh, Barcelona and Madrid. Good teams, right? And then they kind of like... Rip on Surge for liking Real Madrid, which is weird. Um, we don't need to stick too long on that conversation. Then it pivots into Surge asking Powell like, how to go win titles. And Powell's advice is, I would say, lackluster. I would say lackluster. <laughs> it's like, you're not, this oh. is not advice. Here, well, let, let's just play. It's like a, yeah. Here it is. Forget that. Yeah. Forget, don't forget. No, no, no. So, no. you know, let, let, let's not go there. This you is the soccer part. Here we go. You, as a champion, what's your advice for us? Uh, my advice is to really believe in your chances, to give it all to make that happen. Make sure that you guys are going to finish at the top. Don't allow anyone to to get in your way. I think that that was our mentality when I was uh, in that position. So, he's basically saying... Believe in yourself and uh, win. Like, he didn't give advice on how to do that. He just reiterated the thing that Serge asked, like, how to do. Yeah, but, like, have you ever heard a not canned response to this question? True. Like, it's so intangible. You can't be like, well, physically, here's what you're going to need to do, every single person on the team. Yeah. Like, you, it's like a broad strokes thing. But I will say I agree with him. And I've written about it when he says you got to finish at the top and you can't let anyone get in your way, a.k.a. finish with a lot of momentum. I know you don't care about this kind of stuff, but um, I do. Right. And I feel like now's the time to really, like, end on a, end on a high note. That's fair. Don't, I, don't I, slump your way out of the regular season. Yeah, I think we have different opinions on that, but... Uh... Seems like Pau agrees with me, so Pau, that's fine. Uh, hey... And he is Got elegant. In my corner, he is elegant, elegant and, uh, my, and classical. My elegant classical pal. 
um, then it gets weird because they bring in this like very like intense music when they're talking about Kobe, and I hate every second of it. It's like we don't need. Yeah, we could skip that part. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> to hear about Kobe's. Uh... I like how they were like trying. Okay, I will because Pow's like trying to humanize him a little bit, but then yeah. the music is like extremely yeah. dark. And what does he say? Like, I saw him in the gym one He's summer. Like, I saw him at, at the gym in Spain, and it's like, of yeah. course, fucking Kobe's on a vacation in Spain, and he's like, oh, I saw him at the gym. Yeah, and he was depressed. <laughs> Great. Uh, we don't need any more Kobe talk. We're done with that. We move on to the discussion of, Z- of Zach Randolph. Uh, do you want me to just play that? Yeah, this okay. I love. Okay, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, it happened. There's the... <laughs> you used to play with Zebo. Yeah. I used to play, you know, against him too. Very tough guy. Very I have tough. a lot of respect. What is one of the f- uh, funny stories about Zebo? Zebo, you know, the beamers he has, tough guy. Tough guy, yeah. like, you know all that things like he's the most lovable guy that you can ever meet like he's so nice um you know always had a smile on his face you know i remember like he was the the, the life of my wedding obviously he MVP. didn't speak any spanish mvp like yes. MVP, mvp of the, of the regular United season United um, regular season finals mvp he was the mvp for the whole thing and everybody to this day you know five six years later still talk about how much everyone in spain loves Zebo. so thank you okay Everyone in Spain. <laughs> Everyone in Spain loves Zebo because of, I guess, how lively he was at the wedding. What did he do at this wedding that was so remarkable that he's renowned throughout Spain for it? This is the thing. I never thought when he's like, everyone's scared of him. I never thought he's scary. I no, think he's, he's a big teddy lovable. bear. Yeah. 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 So I think he was probably just this guy that they're talking about that they love so much in Spain. He just had a great time at the wedding. Yeah. I mean, he was hardened, I guess, by playing for the Knicks for a little while. But who wouldn't be a little grumpy after that? Yeah. He, he lightened up when he came to the Grizzlies and played with Gasol. He was delightful. I, I love Zebo. Went to. I also loved it. He went to his wedding. Yeah, that's so cool. I, have there been any Raptors weddings? No. You're probably the expert on this from no, the summer vacation. No, there haven't been, watch, unfortunately. But... I think Valentinus is the um, one that had most recently right. gotten married, but right. I don't know if everybody went. But I do like that Gasol, I don't know how long they had played together, but I'm just guessing. But it, I feel like Gasol is a kind of classy guy who's like, if you're going to invite one guy from the team, then he'd invite everybody. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like... Vince Carter's definitely get invited, even though he was just there as like an old missionary, just kind yeah. of there for one year. Um, I can't think of anyone else. Like and he'll be Jamal like, Adams, Jordan yeah, Adams. He's not gonna be like, I gotta <laughs> chop my list down. He'll be like, Yeah, you come, bring a plus one. Yeah, it's a celebration. He's covering the flights for the G League guys. Probably. <laughs> um, do you think Zebo was in the wedding party? No. No. <laughs> okay. No. I don't, they played together for a long time. They're good buddies, I think. I, no, probably not. What, what's I think, the, do you think Tim Duncan was? Why would he have been in Gasol's wedding party? They're friends. Are they? Why don't I know? You know more about the cool stuff than I do. <laughs> Tim Duncan, Mark. That's where Mark Gasol gets no, his... No, uh, Mark. Pow. Oh, Pow. Well, this pal is Mark's wedding they're talking about, isn't it? Aren't they talking about Pal's wedding? No, it's Mark's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like maybe that's where uh, Marcus Saul gets his dumpy way of dressing from from Tim Duncan if they're good buddies. Whoa, but... slow down. <laughs> we gotta get back on track. Do we? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Re- really? All right. Um. We got another two-parter on our hands pretty soon. <laughs> well, what are we at here? Eh, we're only at like 38 minutes. That's fine. Uh, we can skip ahead to the, like the end of the conversation. The big I reveal? Guess. Yeah. Oh, no. We got to talk about... They talk about Kawhi. And then oh, yeah. there's the very, very uh, like deliberate like, jab against... Okay, here it is. <laughs> well, it's hard to happen twice against the same team. Yeah. I mean, it's very good editing. 
that they finish the conversation with Kawhi stealing it from Demar and dunking. We've talked about the, uh, I guess the conflicting emotions at play anytime we watch that play, but yeah, uh, you cannot knock the editing there and the the sequencing and the conversation that led into it, and then using the clip and then just going straight to the reveal, so there's no chance for Pow to rebut. Um, I don't know, thoughts on the whole like Kawhi conversation they had. It wasn't really much. No, didn't give didn't give me anything new. No, and also it was the end of like six minutes of them talking about everything. So I was just like, all right, get to the food, man. I feel like they were like, oh yeah, we gotta talk about him a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's obligatory now. It's for the clicks, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, let's just here we go. Today, I cooked. Oh, heart. Oh, heart. Yeah. Oh, heart. <laughs> oh, heart. It sounds like Tommy Wiseau saying, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, heart. Um, he looks, Mark seems very, very unfazed. Uh, Powell, he has a bit of a grimace on his face in the, the still image I'm paused on right now. But I think he's pretty much on. We'll just play the rest of the reveal. Protein, yeah, before. I have. I have actually. Oh, yeah, wait, is stuff maybe in Spain, yeah? Oh, yeah, in Spain. Okay, yeah. good then. Okay. So, Serge doesn't know that this is a thing that people eat in Spain? Yeah, that was. Nice <laughs> <to me>. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes paella for somebody. They're like, yeah, I eat this in Spain. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, he, he cuts off a piece. The piece looks delicious i like it's a very small piece that he gives to mark like a very very small portion but uh maybe he's trying to like is he sending mark a signal or something i don't know but uh we, we can continue on with this okay all right let's do it let's go hey tell me what what do you think mm. really good what do you think about the song I think it's the other way, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting salt on it after the fact, and he's getting critiqued by Mark on his inability to properly shake the salt, which, to someone who loves the salt as much as Serge Ibaka does, I feel like was probably a bit of a, a thing Mark didn't have to do in Serge's home. Um... The plate is very, very minimalist. It's just like a little piece of cow heart for each of them. I don't just know. I don't know if they were like, yeah, don't like keep the rest for leftovers, Serge. Like, we don't want any salad. Just, I don't know what it was, or if Serge is trying to keep some for himself. It's very strange the way that they're. Well, they're no one's really eaten a meal on this show. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jonas ate like the entire pig's head. Yeah, but <laughs> he's like, give like, me that more. Was, like, <laughs> they were kind of pulling off of it. Like, that was part of the eating it, and he was obviously very comfortable with it. Yeah, true. Um, and then DeLon going in on the brains. Mm. If you all remember. Oh, he yeah. He kept going back for more. Yeah, he was a big fan of the brains. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, yeah, not much in the way of, like, them in just, just like, they're not gorging themselves by any means. But uh, let's continue on here. Good job, good job, good job, good job, good job, sir. Thank you. That's awful. Serge is like, it's good. <laughs> Compliments to the chef, myself. <laughs> but yeah, very underwhelming because uh, it's like done. They're they're wrapping it up now. It's extremely underwhelming. What more could they have done with this reveal? I feel like there's like way more they could have done. I don't know. Maybe in the presentation? Maybe yeah. put it in like a discarded Valentine's Day chocolate heart-shaped box? <laughs> um, but otherwise, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't look bad. Neither of them are surprised. I'm sure they've both had it before in some, like, tapas form. Yeah. Um, I want to know how much salt Mark likes to put on his food, because we saw Serge put a lot of salt on that thing. Yeah, that was quite a bit. It was, and he'd already but, salted it, of course, when he was making it, which seems a little over the top. Um, I do like at the end, the closing minute or so, it's not, you know, Surge screaming in fear of snakes or anything, but it is, 
Serge and Mark talking in Spanish as it's if just, Serge can't hear yeah. them. It's just my favorite. I'll just I'll just play thing. it because it's very very like good. Here we go. <laughs> And then they start talking about reggaeton. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh yeah, I forgot. They like. Yeah. They totally Out just go off into a conversation like, about music. That's right. They're like, do you like? Mark is so also he's like so ready to talk about this. Yeah, he's like, I'm done talking about soccer. Like, who's he's your like, favorite do singer? You like reggaeton. Who it do you like? It depends. Uh, <laughs> but now. He's putting thought into it. Carol G. Do you know who Carol G is? No. Well, Serge does. He says, oh, Carol G, I know her. <laughs> yeah, they're, fr- they're great friends. Yeah, but name three like albums, Serge. Name three albums. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that probably gives some light to why uh, Pao seemed hesitant to eat it. Yeah. It's because he said he thought he was going to be a terrible cook. That's also true. I wonder, though, <laughs> there's a bit of a, a grin there when Serge is like, hey, I know Spanish. Um, first of all, they play for the Spanish national team. I would hope Marc Gasol like and Pau Gasol... forgot that he lived in Spain, so True, <laughs> but like, it feels like Gasol and Pau should maybe know that Gasol speaks Spanish, or that Ibaka speaks Spanish, no? Like, maybe. Maybe they just think he's rusty, and they're speaking in like very quickly and yeah, fluently. Yeah, fair enough. Although, didn't he... There was like a whole thing last year in the playoffs where he answered a question in English, French, and Spanish in succession in one of the yeah. post-games, like... I guess Pow and Mark wouldn't have watched it, but I don't know. Feels like Serge's knowledge of languages is pretty like well known. Oh um, yeah, he's a worldly man. It made me feel very like happy. I was like, man, Serge like speaks many beautiful languages. Oh yeah, it's outstanding. He probably, like, I think it's like seven languages. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, there's one thing at the end I want to get to. It's something that startled me earlier when he first greeted Marcus All. Here we go. I think it's right now. Osuma's oh, very good. The clap! Serge's claps and high fives are extremely loud. I don't know. He's got huge hands. I guess that's the very simple explanation for it. But his like high fives are like jarringly loud. It just like pierces the ear just a little bit. His clap was very loud, too. An unnecessary clap, too. I, I don't know what he was clapping about. Jay Balvan is very good, I suppose, but um, that brings us to the like, end of the episode. let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. He's probably telling us to do the same on the podcast. Um, that's the I end of the episode. talk about his kitchen first. No. What about his kitchen? It's the same kitchen he was in for the first Are one, you wasn't not... it? No. I, I don't think these... I think these lights are new, these hanging lights. He has a full bar. Oh, the shelves in has... the back are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got a few more, like, decor items. Hold it on. It looks a little bit more pulled together than it has in the past. How hungry are you, Danny Green, Serge Ibaka? We can easily check if this is the same kitchen. It's a nice kitchen. Yeah. Was he back... Was he in Toronto for the All-Star break? Because I believe they filmed this at All-Star. Is this the kitchen that he had Damar in? No. 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 So he's just he was in a new kitchen. And he was like in LA somewhere on like a, I feel like someone's house randomly. Yeah. Oh, let's see where he's cooking. Yeah, no, like everything in his kitchen in the new episode is all like white finishes and everything. It's black finishes and everything in the, the previous episode. So yeah, he has like totally gotten, I don't know if this is like an, in his house kitchen, or if it's just like a kitchen he's had made Either for the he's show. Either moved or had a huge oh, wait, kitchen reno, which is why it took so long to film these. That <laughs> would make sense. Anyway, mm. it looks great, Serge. If you're listening, I love it. It is a very good kitchen. It's bright. It looks much. It's much more suited for the cooking show than the one that, with all the black finishes. It's, the other one's very dreary. This one is oh, bright yeah. and lively, and I could see. He's entertaining here. He's ready to entertain. Yeah, like I could see Giada De Laurentiis making some sort of large family Italian feast in this kitchen. Yeah, he should have a guest cook on. <laughs> he should. <laughs> like Serge and uh, 
Like Chef Michael Smith, who's just like the sweetest man, apparently. Yeah, I'm just here to make some food with my friend, Serge Ibaka. <laughs> it might not have been the best Michael Smith impression, but whatever. Uh, not your best. But or okay. or you just get like Gordon Ramsay in there to do like the mean Gordon Ramsay, where he just like eviscerates him. That'd be kind of fun, uh, too. I don't want to see that. You call these fucking pig balls? <laughs> <laughs> When's the next one dropping? I think like this week. We're like a few right. days late. He's got four to drop. I think they're supposed to drop before the playoffs. So don't hold me to that, but I do think that's the case. So we'll definitely reconvene. Katie, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for wasting 55 minutes of your afternoon with me, but I very much appreciate it, and I'm sure the people do as well. Not a waste. Fair. <laughs> well, not a waste for, for like, for anyone. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anything you'd like to plug? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff coming up. I'll plug another time. Mm, no. Uh, basketball feelings. Wrote a big thing this week about Jason Kidd Beautiful. and what it means to be progressive and and experience growth especially now that it's spring Mm -hmm. we could give that a read if you like basketball feelings rules i've said it many times before also uh your kyle lowry piece was very good too at raptors republic am i correct oh oh, thank you no it was for real gm oh that's right okay read the kyle lowry piece uh kyle lowry has been the subject of some very good writing by some of my favorite writers this year you, Colin McGowan, that's about it, but it's been very good, and I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I just, he's like an amazing, I feel like he is, he's always been a fantastic person to write about, but this year, he's, the complexities of like, not just what he's doing on court, but what I was writing about, like what he's doing off court and what he's going to do more of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like, he's really undergone this transformation where he's like kind of stepped into himself more independently without DeMar like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know he's just like a very complex fascinating person I uh, cannot disagree with you there read Katie's piece and uh, Katie thank you so much we'll talk to you soon I'm sure whenever the next episode drops or if other things come up that we need to talk about um, people please subscribe rate review on iTunes Stitcher Spotify Google Play and Himalaya the new podcast app that is all about curating your podcast experience and personalizing it. And uh, you can find the Lockdown Podcast Network on there on Himalaya. You can also uh, find my work at Raptors HQ. Wednesday morning we'll be dropping the Sweet 16 of the Kawhi Leonard is Staying Bracket, myself and Jay Rosales. So make sure you tune in for that and read all of the probably 4,000 words we're going to put to paper on that thing. And uh, thanks for all the kind words that people have sent in about the bracket. It's been a lot of fun. I'm glad that we've been able to uh, ensure Kawhi is staying one matchup at a time and or just, like, I guess reflect on all the reasons why he's definitely staying one matchup at a time. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. My rib really hurts, so I'm going to uh, stop talking and start taking some deep breaths so I don't get pneumonia. And uh, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time on Lockdown Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.